What if you walked around your car six times before you got in it every single time? I like that. Just walk in a circle like around that. it. Six times. You can't get in your car until you walk around it six times. Every single time you go to get in your car. Go in the back door of your house instead of the front door every time. You know, it's funny. I'm almost banking on the idea that you wouldn't be not be so prepared for it. So because you would be in a hurry, typically we got to get going or whatever. So, but if you made it a rule, you, it would only make you move around the car six times faster, which would be even more effective. So when you're late, it's even better. Welcome to the Spartan Up podcast with Joe DeSena, founder and CEO of Spartan Race. We are talking about overcoming obstacles. The same way we teach people to get over obstacles on the course, we will teach you here on the Spartan Up podcast to get over obstacles in your mind. This episode of Spartan Up is brought to you by Titan Fitness, the official partner of Spartan North America. From sandbags to power racks, visit titanfitness.com and use the promo code SPARTAN to save 5% on your next order and get free shipping. Joe DeSena here, CEO and founder of Spartan and the Spartan Up podcast. And I got a special guest, a new friend of mine, Mike Palazzo, another Italian from Chicago. Um, you were a trainer. This guy was a trainer for like the stars, right? Yeah, a little bit. You don't want to mention the names, but, but if you're listening or watching, there were some very big names. The names you know, Mike trained the very best. But do you say trainer or coach? Well, I would say I coached him. I, I don't think I, I watched a lot of training over the years. And I had, and again, I, 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 done, I, I did my share of personal training and, and um, you know, look, got a degree in nutrition and, and had every certification and still carry them under the sun. So that makes you a trainer. But the reality is, is that um, uh, I just thought I was somebody who can get people to do things that they that they would normally would not do. Um, and I don't know, uh, in some, in my mind, that's a coach. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Why is it like when I lived in New York city, Mike, um, I'd wake up like 5.00 AM, still wake up 5.00 AM and I'd go running in central park. And I thought there's about 8 million people here and there's like three people in the park right now running. <laughs> why, what, what's the problem? Like, why aren't people doing the work? You know, look, they're disconnected. To me, our our bodies are a vehicle for movement, right? So uh, they they get us from point A to point B. They help us get um, something off the shelf if we need need to do that. Um, But ultimately, we don't have a whole lot of use for our bodies, right? Um, I I was talking, uh, it was you, but I mean, uh, we're overweight because we have strip malls. Um, we don't have to walk to get to the store anymore. Even when you get to the store, you could get in a cart and drive yourself around if you chose to do that, right? Um, so we really don't, and there, since there's not a need, the only motivation to get healthy for a whole lot of people is to look a certain way. Well, let's say that you have a remedy to that, like big clothes or nice clothes or uh, or a um, – um, a, a genetic code that says that I'm not, you know, completely obese or overweight, um, that would deter somebody from right now in today's world from just going out to be healthy. I think, uh, you know, that's what, what I see. Um, if those 8 million people felt like they needed to, um, if they really understood what, how much the quality of life could be so much better, um, and they were sold it, 
then they would probably be out there working on the park in the morning. Right now they're not. I'm trying to sell it every day, right? I'm, 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 I'm in 45 countries. I'm running videos. I'm running ads. I got 10,000 coaches yep. out there trying to convince people. And it's a tough sell. I mean, it, and then I'm sitting here in Orlando, not far from you. And they're eating like chips and cotton candy and Slurpees walking around Disney. All day. I, I think one of the I, I had this analogy before. I think it works still for today. Um, I think statistically speaking, cigarette smoking is down quite a bit in the United States than it was 20 years ago. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Probably 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, there was a point in, in, in society here in America where there was a massive campaign where they wanted to crush the, the, you know, the tobacco industry. And there was a lot of ads out there that basically told the, told, you know, the public, if you smoke, you're ignorant, right? We're telling you over and over and over again that smoking causes cancer. There's labels all over the place, but now we're going to tell you go even farther. You can't smoke inside. You have to sit outside like a dog to smoke. You have to, you know, you have to do all these things. And we're reminding you that it's basically not socially acceptable and you're kind of ignorant if you continue to smoke, right? And that seemed to have done a pretty decent job of curbing the appetite for this only because it became socially not acceptable, right? And I would say when when you get your wish, Joe, is when when somehow, some way that America puts away all the excuses, they're not allowed to have any of them, and it becomes socially unacceptable not to use this machine called the human body. To just put it on a shelf and say, yeah, well, I really don't need to do it, so I'll just get in my car and I'll drive to the strip mall. I'll walk 10 steps. But that's all I'll ever ask this machine to do. Um, the, the human body is an amazing machine, so it, 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 it's able to survive even when you're not using it. But what we're talking about is, again, the quality of life, um, your energy levels, how you feel, all those other things go into it that say that, you know, we need to get people moving. Yes. I um I was up at a, a development up here, a 17,000 acre development, and they spent, I think, $5 million putting in this very sophisticated sidewalk that tracks you and is gamified, and uh, there's no one on it. Zero. No one. No one biking. No one walking. Wow. No one. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And again, like I said, I think people have to, there has to be more of this more things that are, are a call out to basically, you know, remind people, I'll give you an idea. What, what if you were sitting at a dinner table and there was, you know, a typical dinner with adults that are all kind of getting together for, and they know each other, they don't know each other, but you know, the, almost every single time the talk of like health or fitness comes up, you know, in that particular realm and people are able to just kind of skirt it and say, Oh, well, I'm too busy. I don't have time for that. Whatever. When I, I'll, I'll do this, that there's a lot of things that they're, that they're saying that are appeasing for a period of time. But what if somebody at that table were able to say, or there were the majority of the people sitting at that table would go, wait a minute. Did you just say you haven't exercised in a year? Like you haven't made yourself move in an entire year. Like when are you thinking about doing this? 
And it really became like a, a real bop over the head. Like, do you realize what's happening to you? You're a human being. You don't move. You know, almost to a certain extent, like, why do you smoke? Or why are you, you really, that's all you put in the, in, in the body? Do you realize what's happening to you? You know, I do believe that there will be a time in society, unfortunately, it'll only be when somebody's able to kind of tell it like it is. Uh, we give way too many excuses for inactivity, way too many. We're talking constantly about what people are eating. Diet has a lot to do with it for sure, but it's almost impossible to regulate your sugar levels when you have no movement. When you don't ask your body to do anything, putting a bunch of great nutrients in it are a waste. I'm going to put the best fuel into the engine, but I'm not going to drive the car. It makes no sense. That would be my, my, I, um, my, uh, I think I told you I used to clean swimming pools. I bring this analogy up a lot, right? I cleaned um, 700 swimming pools, swimming pools, 20,000 gallons, human bodies, like 13 gallons of water. A uh, swimming pool has a pump and a filter. Human body has pumps and filters. And uh, if you turn the pump off in the swimming pool, it takes about three days and the pool turns green. And so that's what we're doing. When we're, when we're not active, right, that's what we're doing. We are uh, turning the pump off and we're turning green. And for some reason, it's accepted. And then, and then we get pumped full of drugs, right, to try to stay alive. Right. And here's a funny thing. I, I was telling you. On a wall over here in this room I'm in, on top of a, a building where I rent an apartment, there's a picture from 1932. Uh, I'm going to try to get a photo of that picture and put it into this podcast. And uh, I don't know, there's three, 400 people there at a brewery, at a brewery in outside Orlando. And they all look fit. Yeah. They all look fit. Yeah, and they're standing in the line. With Why? Which is even more funny, right? So they're, they're standing there. I mean, if, and they're standing. It kind of throws the diet thing yeah. out of it, out of portion. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they don't have uh, Jenny Craig, Nutrisystem, uh, um, Golo. I, I don't know. I can name 50 different things that are out there right now. It's all over the place. They didn't have any of those things available to them. How in the heck are they so fit? The bottom line is that they, you know, it's common sense, but the reality is that they needed to use their bodies every day to survive. Um, the majority of work was manual labor, right? And, um, recreation was all done with your, with your body. There's no such thing as recreating, sitting down, right? Yeah. You couldn't do that. There wasn't a TV to sit in front of them or a video game or any of the above. So you basically moved your butt, you know, you moved your ass to live and we don't do that anymore. And we, we try to make excuses for it, but the reality is that we're still the same body our minds are evolving, but our body is, is not necessarily, you know, uh, is still the same. And it's a simple lesson. Unless you're moving, unless you're, those pumps are turned on, you are something less than what you could be. It, it, it's simple. I, I make this analogy a lot, but it's funny. Man. I mean, the average person, if they had not had to get something off of a shelf, right, reach up to a shelf and grab something and bring it down. They may not have actually done this function in 10 years because they hadn't had to get something off the shelf in 10 years. Your shoulder joint is one of the most amazing things on earth. Okay. Like the functionality of what it, what it's actually capable of doing. Right. It's only, it's extreme. Have you heard of a, of a, of a fake shoulder joint, a new shoulder joint? 
No, they haven't come up with that one yet, right? They can do a hip, they can do a knee replacement, they can't really do a shoulder replacement. Um, my point is, is that something so amazing, some function of our of the human body, so amazing, could potentially never be used unless we make it. We put it into that, you know, unless we make, unless we force ourselves to use it. Um, but how crazy is that? Uh, the, the strip ball one's fun too because, again, I, you look at, well, people in inner cities, right? So those people standing in the line waiting for a beer all seem fitter and healthier, and, and it's true. Now, somebody will throw this at you because you, when you talk like this, somebody's going to go statistically speak and say, well, the life expectancy then was not nearly what it is today. Somebody's going to say that. I know it. The answer to that would be, well, of course we have modern medicine. Of course we have a drug here or a drug there, or we could fight the the um, you know the the infection, and we have penicillin now. We have all these things, and we've been able to increase our lifespan, but our quality of life is much different. Our mental health issues, all these things, have become more and more. They're greater, not less. Levels of depression, all those things are higher, not 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 greater. Um, so you know, I don't know why you want to live longer, unhealthy. <laughs> right. But that, but that's kind of the end result of that. I call it, I, I, I am in full agreement with you. I call it a health span. Like, cause my father was pretty sick the last decade of his life. So that wasn't really the lifespan. That was, you know, that last 10 years, he, I don't think he wanted to live that way. Right. Right. So, yeah. so how, how long are you healthy is, is the thing we want to focus on. And that probably requires grabbing a few more books off the shelf What's, what's the minimum amount of time somebody should move each day? Let's just say that um, in the 45 countries Spartan exists, in the millions of people I talk to every day, it's hard for me to convince them to move. Right. It is. What's the bare minimum? We'll be right back to this conversation, but first a word from today's sponsor, Titan Fitness, the official partner of Spartan North America. From sandbags to power racks, Titan provides the equipment you need to prepare for the race of a lifetime. Titan customers come from all walks of life, from elite athletes to weekend warriors. Whether you're training in a commercial gym, a home gym, or in the great outdoors, Titan's fitness products help you prepare for the race of your life. They provide a variety of equipment, from battle ropes to power racks to sandbags and dumbbells. Everyone deserves a chance to be stronger, fitter, and healthier. And Titan is here to help. Visit TitanFitness.com and use the promo code SPARTAN to save 5% off your next order and get free shipping. One more time, that's TitanFitness.com with the promo code SPARTAN. What's the bare minimum? I'd say it's a half an hour of continuous something. It would it, it literally be life changing if it happened every single day, like clockwork, and it was just thirty minutes of actual mind connecting to the body to create movement, right above and beyond, you know, getting up to walk from point A to point B, right. Um, and I think people will be amazed at what you can do in that shorter period of time, um, how far you can tax yourself in thirty minutes. Certainly some exercises are better than others, right? But, but, but at a bare minimum, what? Walk and maybe uh, reach up <laughs> once, once in a while and use the it's shoulder amazing. joint? Walk. Make your body bear weight. Um, you know, get your heart rate up. Uh, turn a walk into a sprint. Um, you know, I, again, I don't know when the rule comes. Where At what age do we say, oh, I can never sprint ever again. 
I can never walk at a fast pace. I walk at a slow pace. People don't realize that I've, I've had this thing in my head. I'm 51. Um, I try to, you know, do as much as I can. Obviously I'm involved with wrestling coach and I have all these other things where it keeps me, keeps me physical, but I, I do think about what I can do. And I've been telling people this forever, gauge what you can do, not what you look like. So all those people that I trained over all those years, um, unless you were an athlete and that was the point of it, right? Unless you were, you were a, a professional athlete and my job is to get you to another level. When I'm talking to just the average Joe who's doing this because he wants to be fit and healthier, I'm begging him not to make this, not to make your goal. I want to look like this, right? I want to, I want to look. And again, I I, I get it that that's a a good motivational force. But the reality is that if you just said, I want to be able to do this, right? At what point? So if I went back to when I was 11 years old, if I could do 20 pull-ups or 15 pull-ups, why did it have to change at any point in time? Why can I, at what day does that all change, right? So, uh, you know, I'm doing things to myself regularly that says, you know, I have to do X amount of pull-ups because I don't ever want to go the other direction. So I'm holding myself accountable to things that I could do when I was 25. Now, if I stop doing it and I don't hold myself accountable to it, Yes, those numbers are going to be something that are unachievable down the line. And of course, we can't expect to do everything that we did when we were 25. But I think that people throw in the towel so early that they don't even give themselves a chance. Um, You know, I mean, I don't know how fast can you travel a mile? Well, at what day did that change? The day that you stopped doing it? You, You put consistency over quantity? For sure. Every time. Um, being consistent over a long period of time is, is truly what success is. Um, getting on a kick to do a bunch of quantity at one point in time and then, you know, and then stopping it and then starting it again is not nearly the grind. I, I don't believe and not nearly is the, the thing that's going to give us the kind of results that we want. Um, I hear about it a lot. You know, I'm going to work really, really hard so I can get a cheat day. People who think like that typically fall off the ladder and they stop training at one point or another, and then they got to get grown back up because their mindset is in the wrong place. I'm not looking for a day off. I'm looking for something that I can sustain. I'm not doing this five days in a row so I can have a happy day because that just says that all the other five days are hell. Um, It's got to be something that's built into you that says I, I actually do enjoy or it is part of my life. I would imagine that every single time somebody gets on a bike or does an exercise or whatever, they're not always going, I can't wait to do this. Um, but you also have the responsibility. You're a human being. You have a responsibility to take care of it. Uh, it's no different than telling your kids to brush their teeth. It's a necessity. You have to do it. Well, it's also a necessity. They have to move your butt. And some days we feel like we don't want to do it. But the reality is that there are consequences to those choices. I um I have a farm up in Vermont and we had a bunch of animals and um when the animals didn't move when the animals didn't get outside Mike because it was cold weather or whatever uh the animals weren't happy they start going nuts they start chewing on the barn they start right. fighting with each other it turns into a disaster and and um, at the end of the day you and I are animals yeah there you go I mean it's it's true I mean that Right. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we're, we're obviously we're a lot more evolved, but the reality is, is that when it comes to our functionality of, of the being itself, 
We are. There's no doubt about it. And we're going to avoid discomfort uh, for sure. But but the key to us is that we know these things. So when I tell you that when it becomes socially unacceptable, to, to it's amazing what we'll do to be accepted. Well, if it becomes socially unacceptable that if, Joe, you haven't worked out in a week, what the hell is wrong with you? Have you lost your mind? Do you realize you're going to get sick? Do you realize your body fat percentage is going up? Do you realize you could have a heart attack? Don't you feel like crap? What if that were what was told to somebody who decided to make the wrong choices over and over and over again? What if society treated them that manner? You know what's strange about it, Mike, is I, I, I'm in a lot of airports and me and my family, I mandate. I don't know what they do when I'm not around, but when I'm around, we only take stairs. Everywhere we go, we only take stairs. I better not catch you on an escalator or an elevator, right? But I feel weird because no one is taking the stairs. And I feel like everybody's looking at us like we're, we're crazy people. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, I, but, but you are definitely teaching your household, yourself, and everybody else that that debate. Look, inner cities, what, what, what is the body fat percentage for people who live in an inner city compared to a rural area or a suburban area? It, there's a massive difference. There's a, a big correlation. The difference, again, is, um, well, if I'm living in the city, I'm probably a lot more prone to having to walk four or five blocks to get, to get where I'm going, right? And I'm used to it. So my body is being used that much more. I live in the suburbs. I, get, I walk from my house into my car, 12 steps. I drive my car to the store. I walk another 12 steps. And it never goes any further than that. People will do that for... 20 years in a row and expect to have some of it. And, and again, it's not to say that the guy who's walking five blocks is, 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 um, you know, can't go a little farther, or do a little bit more, but it's just an example of how such little amount can do so much. Right. And in your case, you know, that's why people compare us to other countries and say, well, these other countries don't have the obesity rates. You know, you realize that those people in those countries still have uh, Kentucky fried chicken, McDonald's and, and everything else. They've had it for years now, but their body fat percentages are not, are not rising quite at the rate of, that ours are. And I don't think they'll ever catch us. Well, why? Because a lot of them get on a bike to ride to work all day long, right? They are still in a situation where they need to use their bodies to recreate and all the other things. Um, it, it, you know, if they want to keep being like Americans, then they'll probably start looking like Americans. <laughs> Uh, their diets are probably a little more cleaner, but the reality is those are choices that they make. Um, if they ever get further away from their culture, they're going to eat less clean. They're going to eat more processed foods. They're going to do less activity. We're going to crave more processed food because you don't move. And um, it's a cycle that gets really hard. A guy like you, your company, what you guys are doing is getting somebody to get motivated saying, hey, this is what the problem is, but there really is no solution other than you just got to move your move your ass. It'll move your ass. And you got to find a way to do it. And, um, and, and no, and if people have to beg you to do it, maybe you don't deserve it. I mean, quite frankly, the way that you look has very little to do with it. Um, it's what you can do for the most part that tells you the story. And I don't know too many people who could run a five minute mile that are overweight. I don't know too many guys who get on pull up bar that can rattle off 40 pull ups all the way up and all the way down that are overweight. So if we just started to measure those things, then maybe everything would level out. How long does it take you to travel a mile? Because if it takes you 16 minutes, you could be overweight, right? And those are some simple right. gauges right. that somebody yeah, can some, some think about. Some KPIs, yeah. 
some movement KPIs rather than, um, yeah, rather than uh, body weight um, or fat percentage. Uh, how long does it take you to move a mile? How many pull-ups can you do? Some simple things. I like it. Tech companies could solve it in two minutes. If my phone uh, was to shut off every hour on the hour and tell me to, that I have to do you know, X amount of pull-ups or burpees or whatever, I would solve the problem. Yeah, but there you go. I'm with you. I mean, that's why I invented the uh, kettlebell phone carrying case. <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> it is true, though. Anytime, so, you, so you're saying, listen, I got to take my kids, and every time we see a, a flight of stairs, we're going to get on those stairs, right? We're in a hotel. We're on the 10th floor. Guess what? We're walking 10 flights of stairs. That alone could change somebody's life right now completely and totally. You know, what if you got to the hotel room, the hotel and you're like, nah, you know what? This is the kind of thing our family does. We got to get all the luggage up there. Put us on the highest floor you have every time. You know, my wife would be like, why are you nuts? Did you just, yeah, you know what? I think it's good for us. That'll be part of our workout today. But if you consistently did stuff like that, your family wouldn't have a problem. You would be, and you also would be able to eat or enjoy more foods than you, that you enjoy to eat. Not because you burn more calories, but because your sugar levels will be more well balanced. So when you do slip up, you won't fall into a, a, a food coma of sorts that lasts weeks on end where you have to have your next fix. People who are active don't have these problems. People who are inactive are all about that problem. You're the movement guy now. What, what if you, what if you, uh, okay, so, so you guys are running races, right? What if somebody did do, um, attended almost every single one of them. Well, you usually probably don't want to just show up to one of these races, but you got to prepare for it, right? So it puts something in your life that now is goal-oriented or something. So they're, you know, just like an athlete would have to do or whatever. And, and that becomes your recreational outlet, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're out, what you do or what you enjoy to do because I kind of put this thing in my life where I'm going to train or get my base level down so I can show up at one of these races and kind of, uh, you know, and go through this process. Well, if you did 10 of them in a year, if you did five of them in a year, what's the difference in where you go? Um, it's probably astronomical. I mean, the, the difference of what, what somebody would get out of life just in general. Um, that's, that's the big thing that Spartan has, right? We give you a date on the calendar. When you have a date on the calendar, if it's a wrestling match, whether you're getting married, I notice once people are getting married, they start getting fit because they want to look good in photos. So funny. So you got to have, you got right? You got to have so a, date, a date on the calendar. It's so true though. I, I don't even think about that stuff, but they do. I mean, when I was training people, I, it was amazing how many people came to me and, you know, wanted to make this hard run. That's why I say consistency over a long time. That same person who comes to me and says, I want to lose weight for, you know, for my wedding. You, you could be assured that he's going to run and okay, your wedding's going to come and go, but who are you really? Right. Uh, that, you know, that's going to happen to him. But the guy who's consistent over a long period of time and his motivations coming from the right places has a chance actually to stay healthy throughout, you know, and again, health doesn't mean you're going to live longer. It means you're going to live better. And that's, that's another thing that I know. Well, let's, let's um, wrap this up by challenging everybody that watches and listens to uh, one mile a day, one mile a day, and maybe maybe they got to reach up on a shelf thirty times a day. 
Is that too much? Yeah. I mean, what, what if you just, I used to have this workout. I, I, I know we're going to, we're going to end this thing, but I used to have this workout. It was a crazy one that I was making people do. And people were like, what? That, this guy has lost his mind. Is this what you're going to work on? Is you're going to take every one of those dumbbells off of that rack. Okay. All, even that the heaviest, the heavy ones, so all the way up to 110 pounds. I know you could get it off of there and then you got to kind of roll it across the floor if you can't pick the thing up. But all the way down from the fives, all the way down to 110s and everything in between, all the doubles, everything, you're going to take those dumbbells, you're going to move them to the other side of the room, put them down over there. And then once you get the last one down, you're going to move them back and put them all back on the rack. That's your workout. It's hard to do. Right? It's hard to do. But the reality is that how much calories did you just expend? What kind of muscles did you do? What were your mind and your body had to connect to make all this movement go? It was sort of like fast tracking. I did yard work for the entire day for 10 hours, right? It's kind of the idea. You just yeah. moved a lot. You burned a lot. So you're, you're turning on a lot of functions, your body, and you're forcing your body have to, you know, make this thing happen. So yeah, it's a good one. Put something on a shelf and take it back off 30 times, you know, this week. And you probably had just done a lot more than you've done in a while. You know, what if you walked around your car it. six times before you got in it every single time? Just walk in a like that. six times. You can't like get that. in your car until you walk around it six times. Every single time you go to get in your car. Go in the back door of your house instead of the front door every time. You know, it's funny. I'm almost banking on the idea that you wouldn't be not be so prepared for it. So because you would be in a hurry, typically we got to get going or whatever. So but if you made it a rule, you it would only make you move around the car six times faster, which would be even more effective. So when you're late, it's even right. better, right? When it, when you, because now there's more pressure to actually go a little faster. Only take stairs, go around your car six times, take everything off your shelf and put it back on once a day. Yeah. I like it. Real, reality is, is that if you put these little things in there, uh, how much more time is it going to take? But um, you know, what's the value in it? And again, if you felt like you're repressing for time, you're only going to move a little faster. And that means a little bit more brain and body connection. Okay. The faster you go, the better it is too, in a lot of ways. Everybody listening and watching, end it all with a cold shower. Mike, you're awesome. If, I didn't even want to bring up, by the way, what you do on a daily basis to uh, your wrestling team, because I think they would call social services. But, um, yeah, well, but everybody should be moving. That's a whole nother world. But the, but the reality is, is that so much of the same concept goes into it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Spartan Up. Do you want to be ready for anything? Download Joe's free ebook at spartan.com slash ready for anything. Do you know someone who needs a little help staying motivated, staying informed, getting or staying mentally and physically resilient? We're here three days every week with a mix of content to help you stay strong. From mindset to nutrition and everything in between. Listen every Tuesday to hear Joe DeSena, Spartan Race founder and CEO. And the rest of the week, join us for DECA, Endurance, and Classic episodes. See you next time. This episode of Spartan Up is brought to you by Titan Fitness, the official partner of Spartan North America. From sandbags to power racks. Visit titanfitness.com and use the promo code SPARTAN to save 5% on your next order and get free shipping.